0: that smiling dentist helps you generate more patients automatically automate your time and retire earlier welcome to that smiling dentist show was that a good enough intro i just do my own intros now so i don't know maybe I guess we'll hear it back, and either they're a favorite or they're not. Um, So anyways, just wanted to introduce myself. This is Shamil, uh, back here in the podcast, and today we're going to be focusing on the foundation, right? We've got a lot of questions about just helping me build the foundation. I need to start somewhere. Where do I start? And, oh, I mean, there's a lot of, look, dentists are great at buying stuff, right? I mean, there's lots of, like, you know, great, you know, utensils and chairs and, you know, all sorts of stuff that they, they, they buy to use to improve their practices on a daily basis. And, you know, but at the end of the day, what they're not good at buying is investment towards the growth of their practice. Right. And so, and what I mean by that is, you know, it's like really simple, simple stuff, right? Like I'm going to go out and spend, you know eighty thousand dollars on some new machine that takes some really cool new kind of x-ray and basically you know uh, gives people things that they really don't care about in the first place right and and I know it helps you and you know in, in dentistry God these things are obviously worth the money that they're that they're being sold for, right, but you need people in the first place to be able to actually use that thing. you need a steady flow of people to be actually getting that in the first place, so you went out and spent eighty grand on this like machine that you just hoped. People would just walk through your door and basically, you know, help you break even on in the first three or four months. And that's just, the reality is just not that, right? You got to figure out where your foundation is, right? Where to start. Now, you know, for some people, the foundation could be a, like that very base level, right? They don't even know, you know, where their, where their domain resides or, you know, what, what a ho- you know, where their host is and so on. We're going to define these terms for you in a second. But at the very base level, you know, they don't know where those particular critical pieces in their business are, right? So if you go to sell your practice like, you know, five or ten years down the road um, and you don't know some like past web designer owns your domain name because they registered it for you and you've just had, you know, Harry take care of it and that's it, they've always done it for me. And you go to sell your practice and Harry's no longer around and you don't have access to that domain name, you know, that's number one, foundationally, you know, you're, you, you created a massive headache for yourself, right? It is the foundation. You have not built a solid foundation. So we are going to talk about, uh, you know, foundation when it, when it required from, from a, you know, offline perspective and the foundation from an online perspective. Okay. Okay. So there's 11, I say actually 12, let's just say 12. 12 main, and the reason I I said 11 originally was because I left security password manager out of there. And I think that's probably the most critical component, so I'm going to say 12. And that's kind of a baseline where you need to start. But we're going to start, we're going to go with 12, all right? So your number one piece of software that you just, anything that you just need to download right away in order to begin with any of this is a secure password manager all right nobody uses secure password managers they've got their passwords sitting on Excel spreadsheets or with their web designers you know it's it's just not an option in 2018 and beyond you just read the paper all the time you read about you know services that you use that do not keep your information secure you just don't have a choice all right your life will be turned upside down if you do not at least, at the very least, keep a password manager, all right? So there's many of them out there. Uh, I recommend downloading LastPass, all right? It's so the first most, you know, key LastPass is kind of, they haven't been hacked yet, and they've, yet, I say, but, you know, they, they actually do a very good job, all right, um, of keeping passwords and making sure everything's secure. Passwords on an Excel spreadsheet on your desktop are not secure. So whatever you think, while the way you're keeping them now is secure, they're just not, all right? Um, It's great that you're using if you're using your iPhone password manager or something like that, but in order to start actually sharing passwords securely and building this foundation with people that you need to outsource to later on and automate your time to later on, you need a password manager. All right, so number one, LastPass. There you go, LastPass is a shout-out for you um number two all right you need to know where your domain is all right now let me just kind of preface this by the way i recommend tools that i've used over the years that work for me and work for our teams and work for and i'm going to recommend a number of different tools in no way possible at any point during this do we ever make any commissions or any affiliates from any of these tools all right so i just want to kind of These I'm not giving you the names of these tools so that you can go download them and I make a penny off them. All right. I'm I'm letting you, I'm giving you this information essentially so that you take it and actually improve your practice with it. Right. And that's the key to all of this. So password manager, number one, last pass. Number two, a domain manager. All right. And so domain manager, uh, again, I use GoDaddy, right. They're the number one in the world. Uh, Again, people may dispute me on that but they really are the number one brand in the world essentially when it comes to you know uh, domain management and um, one of the reasons I love using them is their support obviously but at the end of the day if you know some, if my domain expired and I let it lapse for a bit they they're you know they will help you get it back or they will they'll work with you to get that you know work with you within that um, six-month expiry Uh, you have six months from when your domain lapses to you know for the owner to actually renew it again and there's still a process after that that GoDaddy can help you with to recover it so in some cases in some business owners if they let that lapse or what have you GoDaddy's always a safe spot right and they're not gonna you know jack your renewal prices you know just because um, you know three years later or whatever because they wanted to right? some of the Smaller ones will because that's that's their model, right? So anyways, GoDaddy is kind of what we use for domain management. And that is your name. That's the website name, right? That's www.xyzdental.com. That's your, just your name. It's not where your website is yet. Important factor is I don't actually use GoDaddy to host my website. Sorry, GoDaddy, right? But there's a lot of other, you know, really inexpensive and and highly maintained, supported, well-supported hosts out there that don't sort of charge me for every little, you know, um, service or other sort of, you know, feature that I want, right? So in GoDaddy's case, with domain management, I strictly use GoDaddy just to manage my domains, all right? And then I point them to a different host, okay? So which is, which are two very separate things, right? Your name is one thing, and then where your actual site sits can be a completely different other Uh, And, you know, another company. Right. And a lot of people think that it has to be GoDaddy where you buy your domain name is the same place you need to host your site and it isn't. Right. And so uh, some of the the hosts, the two top hosts really in the world, you know, most people use are Bluehost and HostGator. There's obviously local guys and local folks that'll uh, that are reselling, you know, bigger hosting packages. But, you know, there's really the main hosts. Hosting companies, or HostGator, Bluehost, those are the sort of the big, the big incumbents in the in the industry. Uh, and you've got you know, like corporate, you know, hosting like Google and Amazon and Amazon Web Services and so on and so forth, right? So Amazon Web Services is a little bit better for you know apps and web applications and software and processes. If you're just hosting a website, a brochure, what we call a brochureware website, which is a dental dental website essentially, um, then you know. Just a host gator or a blue host is fine, and and these things are again they're about three hundred bucks over a three year period, right? So the cost is next to nothing, and you get unlimited websites and unlimited emails and so on and so forth. So number one, password manager. Number two, your domain. Figure out where that is and make sure it's consolidated in an area that you can you know you have the password to and and the ability to control your host. Make sure you also have that. Uh, Number three, uh, in the foundation is a properly structured site. OK, so what we mean by a properly structured site isn't, you know, it has to be clean and, and, and whatever to the eye. That, that's already a given, right? It has to be mobile now. It has to be that that's a given. But in order for you to compete with folks that are out there competing for your big keywords and for your big, uh, you know, your big terms, right, that make you money, you need to have your website properly structured. And you have to understand that Google reads websites like a book right, essentially. So in in all simplicity, Google was, you know, its existence is to provide you with relevant search results. At all that, that's, that's, you know, at its very basis, that's what it wants to do, right. And so in very early days, it determined that relevancy based on, you know, uh, references it made to understanding who you were connected to or who you, you know, who went to you and who spent the amount of time on. So there's a bunch of variables and all it is is just a big algorithm that requires a number of variables in order to get to the desired outcome, right? And so, um, you know, people refer to it SEO and, and all sorts of other, you know, buzzwords and so on, but really it's just best practices, right? Google just wants to provide its users with relevant results in order for those users to come back and use its search, en- search engine, right? And, and still be the number one search. And that's why you use Google, is because you always get diverse, interesting, authoritative results, right? That actually help you. Um, and so that's who they give, and they've always given priority to. So your site needs to have, number one, um, you know, really, really good structure. And you have to basically show Google that you have, you know, great content, which leads into number, uh, you know, number five, great content, um, you know, to to be for Google to be able to actually read your site like that book, right? So uh, what I mean by reading it like a book is, you know, Google doesn't look at your design of your site and it's not like a human being that's running over your site or like a, you know, manual people that are, it, it's, it's going through it Text-wise, so the top title that you see in the search results—that's you know when you search for something—it's the blue text at the very top, right? That needs to be properly structured. That title tag needs to match, you know, the URL tag below, right? To a certain extent, it has to be you know consistent with it. it doesn't have to be exact, but it has to be consistent, right? Um, they, they they give less. Um, they're giving less weight to metadata as they did before it's not really metadata it was more for conversion on the click as opposed to what Google's actually reading but what they are giving a lot of weight to and they always have given a lot of weight to is your content It has to be just good content right it's not like this this isn't brain surgery or dental surgery so to speak right or let's say sinus lift surgery um, this is you know this is just like it's, it's, it's all out there it's not a secret Right? It's good content ranks, and so you need to have a properly structured site and build your site and all your pages structured from the top down so that Google can read it easily or whatever search engine you want to peer in can read it easily. And you also have changing content coming up there on a regular basis so that they can keep indexing it every single week or every single month and giving you that, that, that variable that helps push you up right, for those keywords. So that's that's sort of number number three and number four is just proper structure and good content all right now this starts leading into number six which is video right so video now is part of a part of a foundation that you know a lot of dentists um, can really leverage in those results right so one or two videos could make you uh, you know hundreds of thousands of dollars per year just because you know X number of patients heard that particular video and they inquired based upon that specific video that you made, right? So if it's not out there, you're not making money off of it. So you need to generate just you know a few specific videos, and we get into those in future podcasts as to what videos you can make. But some ideas are just answering the top ten questions of you know your patients' top ten questions, and you know Invisalign questions or dental implant questions are normally the the two biggest, or you know. Um, specialty questions for snoring you know so on and so forth sleep apnea avoidance and so on right so just if you want to make a video answer the top five questions that patients have asked you that day right um number seven here yeah we were skipping ahead of ourselves one two three four five six yeah seven (laughs) is actual security of your site all right um and the security of your site is so important so there's there's tools out there like word fence if you're using a wordpress site um, you know that you can download and, and you should be using a wordpress site if if you're you know you own your own presence and you it's very easy to update and it's free to manage and you know if you have a developer they can you know you, you don't need to stick with one developer and have use their platform and i'm sorry you know, for any web designers, or developers who are listening to this, right? I mean, I'm, I'm, I've been in the same business. I've been in the, in, you know, in consulting for years, and helping businesses for years, and doing sites for years. And we all know that it's a little bit less of a pain in the ass to have the customer own their stuff and have us and whoever the, you know the teams are physically making those changes for them, right? As opposed to um, you know them, sort of. You know, hosting it and, and dealing with all the technical issues on a specific hosting platform, which also has to be up. And so, so at the end of the day, it's just own your own presence, hire, automate, and you know, delegate, right? People to actually manage that presence for you or manage those updates for you. And it's very easy to do when you have, you know, what we talked about earlier, which is a WordPress site. And WordPress sites now have some excellent plugins to secure them. Uh, from hackers and, and unwanted malware and so on and so forth. Again, in, in the dental world, it's very rare that you're going to have, you know, a targeted attack unless, you know, somebody was, you know, highly competitive market and someone actually asked them to try and hack their site or whatever, but again, very rare. Um, what you're really going to get hit with is the malware out there, right? So if your site doesn't have the proper security patches and so on and so forth and updates, then then you could very well easily be hit with, uh, with malware that, that could just cause a pain in your side for for a few days right so security is really important um, very critical component of the foundation uh, number seven is uh, we're starting to get into stuff that people are researching about you after they've you know you've already got the your, your main you know components nailed down right and that's your reputation so in the dental world, rate MD right Yelp uh, Google Google's obviously number one I mean you rate MD and Yelp rate uh, rank, sorry, um, in many of the results, right? When people are searching for reviews, but the one that really matters is Google, right? That's that's really, and that's going to pop up on everyone's mobile device, and and that's so not even not even Facebook right now, just Google. All right, like get to seventy to eighty plus reviews on Google. Now the biggest question we get with reviews is, you know, well, is it not right to ask my patients for reviews? And so I mean, <laughs> look. It's your business, right? A review is for life. And I've been in you know, hundreds of practices and I would tell you, in many of those practices, I walk in or I'm leaving and there's a patient hugging the hygienist or the dentist and just saying how much they love them and saying how much they love coming for their cleanings and they just love this place. And whether, you know, or not it could be a little bit of overkill sometimes, we you know, we know, but but, but patients are happy, especially if you fix them for life. And they're hugging you. You need to take advantage of that. You need to ask them. Ask the question. Give me a review, please. Give me a review. Can you just go online and express your absolute, you know, um, you know, th- th- just your happiness with me? Like, just, just give me that review. Go and give me that review. Just, you gotta ask for it, man. Like, don't be shy. Ask for the review. Ask for the review. All right. Make sure your staff set an incentive for them. Make sure that like, you gotta get to like ten or 15 in a week right, and, and go for the low, I don't know what to call low-hanging fruit or whatever, but just go for like, you know, the low-hanging patient, right, the one who loves you, that you know loves you, like you don't have to ask the one that you know is pissed, right, that's not what it's about, just get as many reviews as possible from all your happy patients, there's also software out there, you can go on our site, our, our technology is part of Busy360 Dental provides reputation software, Right, so that's what we actually include for a lot of dentists who, you know, are running the funnel or they just want to try it out for a little while and they need some help with their reputation. It's just a tool we, you know, we we've, we've white-labeled and, you know, contributed some development to as well on our own end, um, you know, to expand it. And really what it does is just look out for your reputation, monitors your reputation, and actually generates... Um, you know a uh, positive reputation for you while leaving the negative offline so if somebody did have a negative thing to say about you it wouldn't actually make it online all right so reputation is huge rate md is massive all right you, you know people underestimate a lot of dentists are sitting there with 2.5s and 3s on rate mds and 3.9s for their dental practice anything under a 4.7 or 4.8 in a dental practice you are losing business online. You are losing tons of business. And as as we, as we I speak and as you listen to this, if you are less than like a 4.5, you've lost a $40,000 patient this week, right? You've lost a $40,000 inquiry. And we see it all the time. I see the metrics. I see them from the other end. You're, you're a dentist. You don't see those metrics. I see it. And it's staggering how many people lose business just on, on not doing, you know, not having, um, you know, their reputation or at least their... You know a full 360 view or good content out there to, to show that, that they know what they're doing right so uh, the next biggest piece after reputation um, is you know giving your patients a way to you know actually interact with you easily so it's either through live chat or filling out a form or a funnel right so um, we, 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 we we use live chat right or Zopum or the, I think Zopim. I don't know if it's still around got acquired but you know live chat still number one um, but there's also other cool tools like call page if you look into a call page just actually partnered up with live chat and what they do is they actually just return so you can you know you're on a wet your website and the patient's looking around they're looking for dental implants so to speak and all of a sudden the a pop-up will appear asking them if they'd like a call within 20 seconds right and you know it's of course during office hours and during the hours where the phones are being managed, and then on the other end, the the you know the person gets a phone call, um, and you know the lets them know that they're going to be on the on the line, and the patient's then connected with your office within 20 seconds or a minute, right? Whatever you set is that time for the phone call back. Um, huge for conversions, right? We know lots of dentists who are. Basically, you know, this is how they get at least five, seven newer inquiries uh, a week is through this uh, through this conversion tool, right? So absolutely massive. So live chat, you know, capture, uh, you know, some of that that newer market, so that, that kind of wants to just interact quickly but without um, without commitment, right? Uh, and of course, without commitment, time commitment on your end, right? So now we're going to get into uh, automation, right? So the biggest part I I find in, um, you know, this checklist that really helps you achieve, you know, pulls everything else together, right? All this other stuff together is the automation aspect of it. So building funnels, building, you know, a system that your patients uh, can go through during their decision making cycle that doesn't have to involve you as much in the early stages. um, And then helps you prioritize your schedule in the later stages. Right. So important. So if you could take care of most of the sales cycle at the very early, you know, reputation, empathy, caring. Do I know what I'm talking about? You know, uh, have I done this before? My hand's good. All that sort of stuff. So that when the patient gets to you, they're, they're essentially asking you more questions of the recovery time and sort of buying questions because they've pretty much already made the decision in their mind. Right. And so your time is more, you know, is better spent on, you know, moving the case from... Uh, I'm, I'm ready to buy now to when we'd like to get scheduled, right? And that's that's where you should be spending your time. That's the most important, valuable part of your time as opposed to, you know, and you need to understand how to do that, which a lot of folks just don't understand how to actually put their patients through that, that same process that every other patient's looking for when they're making a decision, right? And uh, they're losing tons of business because of it. Right. And, and your know, process needs to be established and automation needs to be integrated and technology needs to be used in order to mitigate any of the lower uh, sales cycle risk that you have. It may not even be the dentist talking to the patient. Right. It's the, it's the receptionist treatment coordinator hygienist that's giving their first, second and third impression. And it really, you know, isn't um, if it's not favorable, say, uh, towards the dentist and the dentist did not, um, you know, do a great job themselves of making their own first impression. They're already behind the, behind the curve, right? You've, you've had somebody, you've relied on somebody else to make your first impression for you. So you need to automate that, right? Uh, the number 11 here is uh, CRM tools, right? So pre-sales cycle tracking, very important. Uh, Dentists' practices are very good at tracking post patient onboarding or even patients that are being onboarded but they suck at tracking pre-patient sales cycle. I mean, there's pa- I, I see people writing them down on pieces of paper on a clipboard, right? And shoving them into a file and then, you know, so where did that conversion come from? Oh, they're scrambling through their, their pieces of paper and, and it's just not not the way to live life, right? You just you need a tool, you need a a, a proper way of figuring out what your patient's dog dog's name isn't remembering it right I mean, come on like CRM tools are, are you can use HubSpot out there there's Salesforce HubSpot's free uh, Salesforce is out there uh, you know that, that that's paid but highly, highly powerful, um, for what you're looking to do and what, maybe a little bit of overkill for dentists, but it depends on what your practice is. I mean, you have like a, you know, eight sales reps out there and they're working on dental implants and you just do dental implants and you've got nine practices across the country. Well, it's a different story. You need a CRM tool, right? Like and a paid CRM tool, like Salesforce, if you're using, um, you know, your one, two practice, um, shop then you know HubSpot will do just fine right it's free and uh, you know it's it's used by millions of businesses and and it's 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 a brilliant tool right so and the last and most important is metrics right number 12 you got to set up metrics your foundation requires metrics Everything is metrics, measurements, metrics. You got to measure everything, right? You got to figure out where your conversions are coming from. And there's a hundred tools out there that will let you do that, which are all confusing. And, you know, and they're, <laughs> they're, they're, they're brutal to, to try and understand and use. But, um, you know, there, there are tools out there that simplify those other tools, right? So, uh, you know, you can use things like Google Analytics, right? Number one, right? Just start with Google Analytics, uh, any of your ad campaigns things like Facebook ads will all have their metrics but you know use if you're using landing pages and you're using tools and you're, you're physically building a process to, to, to turn cold eyeballs into patients then you need to use systems that generate metrics that show you exactly how you can move from a conversion to or from a eyeball to a conversion right and so some great tools are like click funnels. You know that's probably my favorite this is the one of the reasons why we exist i love click funnels huge fan of russell brunson um you know and 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 all those guys and they're just do a fabulous job of you know not only helping you automate your time through the funnel process but also track the metrics behind it right so Metrics super important. Uh, so click funnels one if people are using like a mashup, you know, you don't want to kind of you don't want a silver bullet that solves all your problems. Uh, then, you know, use and, and we do the same thing as well because we've got some legacy funnels on them, which is, you know, a mashup of tools like unbounce, which is again leader landing pages and, and a lot of people use them for their funnels, but they're mainly landing pages and and the metrics of those landing pages. Um, you know, and then we integrate them with tools like uh, woofoo, which is you know your form fill um you know and you know so you can track your conversions so someone fills out a form that's a conversion so you're using WooFoo to sort of track that um and in the middle of all that sits a tool called active campaign and active campaign manages the metrics around your list and the response rates and and so on and so forth so there are a number of tools out there that you can use to manage your metrics but just initially to start your two most com- you know key metrics the, the place that you kind of need to like focus on first Google Analytics and if you're using a host like a Bluehost or a HostGator or any sort of host for your website they'll have server side statistics as well um, you know which may or may not be as reliable depending but Google Analytics is great and then you use your host you know uh, host tools um, on your say you know uh, from your website so you can actually be able to understand where those those are coming from, right? Where your conversions are coming from, you can set up in analytics, you know, goals and conversions and different types of metrics to track exactly where the, if it's a phone call or a guide download or a, you know, um, website visit, what keywords and terms are coming off, so you can actually focus on that. But it's, it's not for really you to focus on, right? It's so you can understand what those metrics are when, you know, you're, you know, whoever you're, you have running the show for you over there on the marketing side or the advertising side or the PR side, it doesn't sound like gobbledygook when, when they're giving you the report. You know what you're paying for is valuable, right? Um, because the biggest thing, biggest gap and frustration for anybody and the apathy that's caused in this business really by, by marketing and, and advertising is, you know, parties not understanding how to communicate with each other the value of what they're providing and the value of what they're receiving. Right. And in some cases, yeah, you're not getting value, and so th- if the person cannot spot that they're not getting value, uh, then it's just going to continue on, and the value is going to, con- you know, the, the lack of value is going to continue, and the apathy is going to be developed, right? But if they understand exactly what's behind that, what goes into it, you know, um, and you have a very basic understanding of that and metrics, then um, you know, then you'll understand exactly what you're paying for, and you'll be a little bit more dangerous when it comes to evaluating those folks, right? So. We'll do a quick summary on, uh, you know, the 12 points and the checklist will be available on That Smiling Dentist. We'll, be, um, we'll have them available in the, That Smiling Dentist forward slash, forward slash podcast. Okay, so That Smiling Dentist forward slash, forward slash podcast. And uh, let's just run through number one to 12 quickly, right? So number one, wow. before you start anything and before you get anything done, you know, you want to start automating and sharing. It's a password manager, right? So LastPass, uh, great password manager. That's what I use. Um, and great place to start Uh, number two your where's your domain you know get it consolidated make sure it's in-house right use GoDaddy or um, if you don't want to use GoDaddy then figure out somewhere else but make sure that it's under your umbrella you own it you're the registrant and uh, you have the logins to it most important and put that on your password manager right number three uh, you know bring your site in-house uh, you know own it on your own host so that nobody else is hosting it for you um, and this is not a trust factor with them this has nothing to do with be trusting you know not it, it has everything to do with the fact that you have the ability now to save you know hundreds of dollars a month by bringing this in-house and these are these are all commodity type items so but one caveat I want to put in there is if you do have you know a local business that is hosting your website for you and they're just reselling one of these c panels that's great like there's no there's no uh, you know harm in that whatsoever It's just make sure that nobody can hold that host over you right you you do own it to a certain extent it's in-house it's owned by your entity and uh, you control that and, and you can have anybody else manage that if, if they wish right but you need to own that. Um, the second biggest thing, of course, with hosts are support. So if something goes down, there's some malware, there's something that hits your site, you know, you need great support. You need someone that's gonna be able, you know, 24 7 support. In some cases, uh, you know, some of the smaller companies don't have that. So your site could be down for a number of days, right? So things to think about, pros and cons to weigh. But again, number three is your host, right? And make sure you've got that in house. Number four, properly structured site. Okay, so Uh, Ensure your title tags, your URL tags, your H1 tags, you know, the content correlates with it. They're not all over the place. And, um, you know, and number four is content that actually helps people, right? Landing pages. Landing pages that someone can go to and actually get information from. It's not just, you know... SEOed content, right? That just sounds like crap, and it was written, you know. And it's it's no, you gotta like actually develop content that helps people and get them good landing pages, right? Number five, so important now, video. Um, video is the most important. So answer your top, you know, patients' questions, uh, you know, and and just, that can be a great place to start, right? Number six, security. Make sure that you're using plugins like Wordfence and so on for security, um, and and you know and make sure that you're you're locked down right it's so important um, number seven reputation right so you can use various reputation tools out there if you want to head to busy 360.com there's a reputation tool there you can use Or busy 360 Dental, just just send us a note and ask us and we'd be happy if you're listening to this podcast send a note over that smiling dentist or busy 360 dental and uh, refer to this podcast and we'd be happy to send you a license so you can you can check for yourself and um, Number, uh, the next one here is live chat, right? So incorporate live chat and just sort of uh, get start getting people more involved, you know, um, via different mediums, right? It's not just phone and email anymore or that message box that you have. You cannot have that on your website anymore, right? Live chat, like your message box has to be a questionnaire now. It can't just be, you know, name, phone number, and message, right? Those are the useless, unqualified leads that waste your time, Right. So we'll get into that in future episodes, but, you know, live chat, uh, big one, right? Uh, next big one here, automation, right? So start building funnels, start looking at things that, that can automate the early stages of your sales cycle, right? Like, things like click funnels, unbounce, you know, great, great ways to start automating those, those early stages, right? Um, number 11, CRM tools, right? Big, big here, CRM tools and pre-patient sales cycle management, right? Always manage your pre-patient sales cycle almost as fervently as you manage a post patient sales cycle okay and number 12 is metrics right use google analytics and your service side metrics to start and then in future episodes of course we'll get into how you can you know um, actually physically start tracking things with different mediums and different types of of touch points right what those mean to you we really appreciate it. We hope this helps you. Again, you can go and download the, the information and all the all the guides and so on and so forth at thatsmilingdentist.com forward slash podcast. Everything will be there. You can answer, you know, we answer our questions and, and any sort of other, uh, any things that you want to sort of submit to us there, we'd be happy to answer, right? We do get a lot of questions about, uh, how to build funnels and how to build sort of the different automation techniques and and we will be releasing those on a very uh, short basis. If you have any of those types of questions, please don't hesitate. Please actually do ask us about the automation and different funnel questions because we do uh, require um, you know some future content for uh, for the episodes on that. So we'd love to hear more from you and uh, thanks for joining.